Hey there, uh, Cave Company Radio fans. Um, you're about to listen to uh, Sex and Other Human Activities. Um, my name is Bunky Houseman, and um, I wrote in and uh, got some advice from Jackie Marcus, and at first I thought it was great, and then um, I fucking lost everything. Um, so if you could uh, just know that their advice is for entertainment purposes only, you know, I lost my family, I lost my house. And um, I lost my career, uh, which was hard to do. I was a professional gambler. I thought that would be a thing that they could help me do, and they did. Um, so if you have any questions or advice you need, just make sure you email cavecomingradio at gmail.com, ask for Marcus or Jackie, and, um, or maybe just say hello to Henry from last podcast on the list because he needs, he needs your, your attention. He needs your affection. Um, so thank you, and enjoy sex and other human activities. That's great. That's great. That's that's great. That's a great sound. Oh, is it safe? (laughs) Welcome to Sex and Other Human Activities. I'm Marcus Parks. I'm Jackie Zabrowski. I've been saying that a lot lately, like saying like, that's a great show. Because when I was back home last time visiting or for the whole thing, I spent a lot of time with my uh, nephew, who's like two and a half now. Yeah. And man, I love him so much. Oh, my God. He's like the cutest. Uh, he's like my nephew, you know? Like, yeah. He's like, I'm Uncle Marcus. He's little Remy. He's Charlie's son. Oh, I know Remy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've stared at the pictures. And yes. I'm like, he could have been mine. <laughs> <laughs> but we were playing with blocks, and he's like, let's build a rocket ship. I'm like, all right. And he's so positive about everything. And every time I just put a bunch of blocks together, and every time I finish, you just go, that's a great rocket ship. Oh. Right. Well, that also shows the kind of environment that he's being raised in, which yeah. is amazing. Because, I mean, I know Charlie. I I never actually met Lindsay. No. but no, You actually know. You never did get to meet Lindsay. Yeah. yeah. When they were up here, Jad, his wife. But obviously, they have a very good positive environment that he's being raised in that he does that because a lot especially two and a half year olds don't usually act like that no not really i mean he's got his uh you know tantrums every once in a of while of course but it's a lot more than mine yeah don't yeah. touch mine no, you know he all he's all about sharing and like let's play with this let's play with that uh let's build a rocket ship together. oh my god That's i a- want kids <laughs> marcus i want to have kids well this one's pretty fun yeah i, I like I, I love this one Especially there was a, a, a little girl. I, I don't always feel this way. It was just today there happened to be like a number of children in the shop that I work in that like just broke my heart. They were so adorable. Mm-hmm. This girl, she must have been three or four and she's sitting and like the her mom and her mom's friend are talking. And she's like, she's like, all right, mom, I'm going on an adventure. I'm going to be far away. I'm going to be gone. Five days. <laughs> I think I'm gonna go down south. <laughs> See ya. And then she walked to the door and rang the bell that hangs from the door. And she's like, "I'm back. Did you miss me?" And I was like, "You are. I just want to fucking break you. I love it. It's just their imaginations. They just live in. They live in outer space. Well, they say that uh, the way children's brains are, especially very young children's brains, is uh, when they're developing, is that there's a, a chemical in there, or like the way the chemicals are going through, is that it's similar to how THC affects yeah, adults' brains. That's why they're so, I mean, they just think of the weirdest things. They're just baked, man. That's why people smoke weed when they get older. <laughs> they just want to regress just a little bit. Just a bit. Just enough. Just enough. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, we're not here to talk about regression today. Today, we're, we're talking about uh, the future and mm. the terrifying uh, prospects that it does hold. I, um, I feel like I'm in my late 20s now. Mm-hmm. I'm 26, so I'm, I'm heading into it. Well, that's, mid, that's mid-20s. <laughs> I'd say that's definitely mid-20s. But I feel like I've heard... A lot of my friends are older than I am, and... When you hang out with people that are older than you, it's like, oh, you're going to hit it. Yeah. You're going to hit that slump. You're going to be terrified. And usually it comes around 30, but for some reason yeah. mine is coming earlier. I don't know why. It comes around 26, 27. That, that, that's the first one. Uh, or maybe the second one. No, it, it comes I would say early 20s is your first one. Yeah. Yeah. It comes, it's like 18, 17, 16, 17, 18, and then 21, 22, 23, and then 26, 27, 28. It, hits, every, it hits everyone. And it does. And who knows? I think which one hits you the worst depends on how your life is going at the moment. 27 hit me much harder than 30 did. 31, I'd say. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that the one like 26, 27 is the worst one. <sighs> it's been a time. <laughs> I'm go Well, especially because it's like exactly because like when you're around 18, you're like, oh, what am I doing with my life? It's it's a newfound freedom. There yeah. is something like everything is at your is at your disposal. And that's why you flip out. Mm. And then it's the 21, 22 when you're exiting college. And then it's the same kind of thing. And I think why I never believed in this before is because I was like, 26, 27, that was going on. Like, I'm not, I'm not on like a precipice of something greater. I'm not, but I think that that's what the problem is, Mm -hmm. is that it's that amount of time since I graduated from college and I'm like, okay, I'm ready for, I'm ready for new beginnings. (laughs) I'm ready to start my life. And... It's fucking the same. Mm-hmm. I've got nothing going on. I have no. That's not true. Well, in my head, yeah. What's happening in my head is that you're a failure. You're a failure. You're a failure. You're a fa- every single day. I can't sleep. I've been having panic attacks about it. I've been writing a lot more, which is good. I've been trying to get it out, and. All I can think of is this way with the kids' comment. It's mm-hmm. like when I tell. When I talk to Doug about it, I'm just like, let's give up. Let's go get married. Let's not that it's giving up, but like yeah. in in the field that we're in where it's like, let's just get married, move in the middle of nowhere, have a million kids. I'll be happy. I will be happy doing that. That's what I want to do, because then you're creating something. Mm-hmm. You have a family. You can see it. You can work on it every day. It's something new and different. And that is not what's going to happen. Doug does not want that yeah. right now. Not right now, no. And I know that neither do I. No, you would not be right now. you would be horribly unhappy and you would drink and drink and drink. That's what, well, I mean I'm gonna do that when I'm a parent anyway. <laughs> yeah, but, but you would drink and yeah, drink. I would drink and, drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, you know, in in our lifestyle, it's so hard to keep positive mm. and to be like, no, think I know things are going fine. I I am moving up. Things are doing fine, but I'm not making any money. I'm not, you know, famous in any way, shape or form. And I, which is not what I want. I just want to not have a day job that I hate every day, which a lot of people, that's what we do. You have to have a day job. You have to make money. And 
you know, sometimes it's hard having a sibling that you are compared to often mm-hmm. that like I support him 1000%. I am never jealous at all, but sometimes watching it makes me feel like a failure. I get that, but on the other hand, you have got a lot of shit going for you. In fact, you're just telling me outside we're now allowed to talk about it. Are we allowed to talk about it? Yeah, we're allowed. They announced it on Facebook. Okay. There's all sorts of things and variety and all sorts of cool. shit. Our, our, our good friend and co-host on the roundtable, a gentleman, Kevin Barnett, uh, and uh, also frequent guest on the roundtable and also good friend, Jermaine Fowler. Uh, they just uh, got their pilot picked up by True TV. They just got their uh, new pilot picked up uh, for 10 episodes episodes on true tv and jackie you uh are in two of the sketches on the very first episode and which is great and i love working with kevin so much and that's the thing is that all of these feelings in my head i and you said the same thing too where it's like i feel nothing but happiness Mm -hmm. i'm only happy for him but i feel like even though as a part of it's like but that's not my project that's not what i like it's not like it's like i was wonderful i'm so happy which i sound like a spoiled (laughs) bitchy piece of shit but it's not mine but that's what i feel like i feel like i'm having i've been having a month-long tantrum yeah and i don't know when is it going to go away? Is it going to go away? Mm-hmm. Do I just go back to school? Because that's what I keep talking about. I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to, I'm going to go be a meteorologist. And that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do, Marcus. Just be a meteorologist. Yeah. A weather girl. Not a weather girl. <laughs> not a weather girl, Marcus. Of course not. Working uh, with uh, a Lycan Twister? Well, no. What my, always my dream and that's also an interesting perspective is talking to your parents about it is that, you know, I come from a family that's very supportive of our creative aspects and, you know, they, they understand we do, but I've said on here before that like, sometimes my parents are like, are you sure you want to do this? Or are you not just doing this? Cause Henry does it. Yeah. And it's because up until I was 18 years old, I wanted to become a doctor, get my doctorate in meteorology and work for NASA. That's what I wanted to do until I was 18 years old. Hmm. And then I joined Murder Fist and I threw away, I got rid of my major and became a theater major and did this. So sometimes it's like, I understand why they ask. I understand why they ask too, but you know. Everyone's, your dreams change. Yeah, your dreams change. And I've seen you perform countless times on stage and you obviously love it. And you obviously have a passion for this. And, you know, doing all this stuff, all the radio stuff that we do, you obviously love it. And you obviously have a passion for all of this stuff, for performing. Uh, So I kind of get what they're saying, but it's not true. It's hard. It's just hard sometimes. Because then you hear that and it's like, oh, they don't believe in me. I feel like a lot of people deal with that, too. And it's like when your parents are like, are you sure this is what you want to do? You immediately are just like, yeah. Why don't you trust me? <laughs> you know, and like it completely backfires on them 100%. Yeah. I think that's why we have to talk about this stuff. And when you're, and when you hit these slumps, you know, when you hit the, the 18 or the 21 or this slump or the 30 or as it goes on, I don't know. We haven't ventured that far yet, Mm-mm. but my sister's hitting one pretty hard right now. She's 39 and she's hitting a rough one as well. Mm-hmm. So these slumps don't go away. It's just how you deal with them and what you do with it. And, like this, I feel like I want to change, but there's other things in my life that I can change. You know, if, if I need this drastic change so badly, there are things that won't debilitate my career or mm-hmm. where I'm going 
to change it. Like the juice cleanse I think I'm going to do this week. (laughs) (laughs) So every morning I've been drinking hot water, Tabasco sauce, and lemon. Mm Mm-hmm. Because it kickstarts your metabolism. That doesn't sound metabolism. like juice at all. It's, no, this is, it's it's the magic water. You drink the magic water, you cut back on shit, except for my drinking. I'm drinking right now. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and then you do a juice cleanse, and apparently things become enlightened for you. <laughs> because you're so hungry. Eyes. <laughs> all right, I support this. Thank you. And hot I support yoga. this 93%. 93%. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Especially it's like anger problems plus juice cleanse. Usually probably don't add up to something that's positive. No, not usually. I get angry when I'm hungry. So. <laughs> but it's like these are things as like exercise more. There are positive things you can do to make a change when you're hitting these slumps rather than just drink it away. Because I've been trying to drink it away and it doesn't work Mm-mm. because I cry and then I cry about my life. Yeah. And then you talk to someone right now when I'm talking to Marcus and I realize how silly I sound because it's silly. I but mean, I can't help it. It's understandable. It's very understandable, but I, I will give you some words to, to hearten you uh, in that the fact that at, you at 26 are light years ahead of where I was at 26. What was your slump like? My slump was I had moved when I moved to New York. Uh, I, you know, of course, I, I got uh, a job at The Onion for like six months, an internship at The Onion working for Onion Radio News. Uh, and then after, and I was fucking, I was like, man, this is great. Like, you know, I, I never thought I'd be in comedy, but I fucking love it. And I'm doing like radio stuff, which I did radio all throughout college. Uh, and then for like three years, I just fucked around in New York City playing in bands. Uh, bands that I didn't even really like all that much. One of the bands I loved, but all the, all the rest of them I didn't even really like. And I had no idea what I was doing. And I was, I had this fucking huge gigantic crisis and i was thinking one night it's like what okay what in my life have i ever been good at writing i mean i went to college for it but i've never been very good at writing fiction i just yeah that was something that i had to accept that i am not good at it uh and I started thinking like drumming, like music. It's like, yeah, I'm an okay drummer, but I'm never going to be a great drummer. And I don't want to be in the music business for the rest of my life uh, with the people that I was playing with at right. the time. Well, thank you. And I started thinking, it's like, okay, what, what was the one thing that I knew that I was always good at that I always loved doing? And it was radio. Uh, and... I just decided, all right, I am going to figure out some way to get back into radio. I'm going to figure out some fucking way to do it. Uh, And I finally put it together in my head. Uh, I still knew a bunch of people in comedy. uh, And I knew that comedy was real fucking hot at the time. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to combine radio and uh, comedy, put them together, and I'm going to get back to where I want to be. Only thing is that I'm still not exactly what, like my goal at the beginning was to get back into doing music on radio. Um, Still not there and still a goal of mine uh, to this day. Um, But I worked my ass off for a long time in fucking basements in small rooms. Now I'm in a bigger basement, but a nicer (laughs) basement. But it's a studio. It's an actual studio and I built the whole, yeah. And I built the thing up and it's, you know, and I've been working on this. I've been working in like internet radio and comedy for about six, five, six years now, but it takes, it took a real fucking long time. And I didn't find that. And I didn't realize that until I was, 
you know, you're the age that you are now, but you've been working on your career and your dream for the entire time that you've been here. So, I mean, it, it, so it feels like that where I am now at 31 is where you are at 26. But then why do I still feel just as lost? <laughs> you don't think I feel lost? Like, <laughs> I do. Like, I, you know, I know, like, we've got, you know, the state, like, CCR is fucking great, and I'm extremely proud of it, and we've done uh, some really awesome things, and we have some fantastic shows on here, but I don't know what's going to happen next week. I don't know what's going on with this, you know? It's like, I know, yeah, I want to have a family someday, but I'm not even close to getting to the point like i mean this is my day job which is fucking great but it pays nothing yeah uh, i can't even save money you know it's a uh, it pays absolutely nothing uh and i don't see being able to afford a family anywhere in the near future like i don't know where any of this is going like this is fun and it's fucking great uh but you know i can't be making the salary that i'm making now uh at 35 you know, like it's, right. it doesn't, it's just not feasible. It doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, and I don't know where any of this is going. I, I, I'm not even sure I have a, a set goal right now. Like I feel completely adrift and I've been freaking out about it as well. Like I'm having the same freak out right now that you're having. It's like, I'm definitely like on the right track, but I don't know what it is. I don't know what the track, I don't I have no, I have no fucking clue where I am, where I'm at. Uh, in life right now uh and we're we're going through a lot of the same shit uh and but you got to take heart in the uh the fact that you are you know what five years behind me right now in age but you're five years ahead of me in career Marcus, I think we need to make mini goals for ourselves. Yeah. I think that that's a good thing to do when you're lost is that now we look at it and rather than thinking, you know, I want to be on television and you want to do music on the radio. Why don't we make smaller goals mm -hmm. and hit those and then it gives you the confidence and when you're shooting for something smaller, it doesn't mean that the big picture isn't still there, but you have something within eyesight to hit you know what i think i have something that i want to hit and it has hit? to do with that exactly like it has to do with that exactly like i've got a, a database of songs uh that i you know once i do get back because i'm still preparing for it uh although i have fell off so i've got a database of songs it's a a couple thousand uh, songs uh, that once I get back on the air, like things that I can play, like things like the the show that I have in my head, things that I can play. Uh, but that's not enough. Uh, a couple thousand is fucking paltry. It's tiny. Uh, but still, I, that could still be a goal. No, I your want first goal. I want the first goal is to make that uh, four thousand songs. Okay. Yeah, double it. And, and that is, and and that's fucking, and that is very doable. I, I can do that. Like I've been listening to music a lot more recently, uh, and I can do that. I can absolutely do that. So yeah, that is my small goal right now: is to double my singles library. 
Uh, my music library, that's big enough. But I need to double. <laughs> like, that's, that's very, very large. But yeah, I need to double my singles library, make a database of all the stuff on records, things like that that I could play. Uh, and yeah, yeah, all right. Fucking, there you go. Yeah, small goal. I small can set goal. that. I can achieve that. Oh, yeah. What about you? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't have anything on the forefront of my mind. Um, not drink every day. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> get back to me on it. All right. All right. I'll get back to you on it. Uh, and speaking of getting to some, let's get to our letters for the day. All right. Let's do it. All right. Let's do it. this one. Uh, this is a, a very nice letter. What are we going to call this girl? Ooh, I don't know. Oh, mm. Sassafras. Ooh, sassafras. Yeah. I like that a lot. All right. So here's what she says. First of all, I just want to say you guys are awesome. Page seven, roundtable, the last podcast, and of course, sex and other human activities. Y'all are so ratchet. Yes, I'm black, and I love it. Now, to pause real quick. To pause, I did not know what the word ratchet meant. (laughs) And I understand I'm not the most you know, cultured or knowledgeable or anything. I'm also not cool. So I think that's the number one reason of why I didn't know what this word meant. So I had to ask Marcus what it meant. Uh, kind of trashy, I think. What Urban Dictionary says is a diva, mostly from urban cities and ghettos, that has reason to believe she is every man's eye candy. Unfortunately, she's wrong. <laughs> but I believe it. But I believe it, and that's all that matters. I just love because at first it was like, oh, is that some like, oh, you're hip? But then when Marcus said that it meant trashy, I was just like, oh, yeah, we are ratchet. <laughs> yeah, that totally makes, ratchet. That makes a lot more sense, and I'm fucking down with that. Yeah. Man. I'm down with being ratchet. I mean, I don't, I don't think men are supposed to be ratchet, but you know what? I'm going to fucking take it. I think you can do it. Just tell Nikita to come home and say, honey, I'm ratchet. I'm ratchet, baby. What do you think about that? Uh, she is very classy. Nikita? Yes. Yes. She is I not know. even close no, to No, she's being not ratchet. ratchet. That's why you call yourself ratchet. Yeah, I'm the ratchet. Never one. call her ratchet. Hell no. But I love being ratchet. I love it. Yeah. All <laughs> right. So, ratchet, ratchet, that's us. She continues. I always look forward to hearing the advice you give, as well as Marcus's laugh and Jackie's everything. I love you, Jackie. Oh, my God. I'm ratchet. You're right. Ra- <laughs> Anyway, I just listened to episode Dickishness Necessary, and I never never thought about it until you, Marcus, said it, but you were right about the move. A guy I'd been, quote-unquote, seeing off and on did that OG move on me, dick while stimulating the clitoris, and it definitely worked. I'm sure he had realized that I rarely come vaginally. I'm 33, and it's still hard for me to come that way, so that girl having an orgasm by her early 20s is great. I didn't even know I could have one until I did it to myself with my little friend, Mr. Purple. (laughs) Up until then, I just thought not everybody is lucky enough to have orgasms. Love you guys. Keep up the good work. And Marcus, you are in my prayers. Thank you very much. I would say, hail Satan, but wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. That's what I love. You're in my prayers. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. (laughs) I love it. I love Uh, it. I love it too, man. It's so great. I don't know why it's so funny, hail Satan, but hail Satan's just funny. It's wonderful. (laughs) Thanks so much, Sassafras. Thank you. It's great also to have acknowledgement of other people outside of just us that it's true. It's a hard thing to get. Yeah. It's a hard thing to master. And, you know... 
Do anything you can. Figure it out. Yeah. Figure it out, man. You'll, you'll do well. You'll do everyone out there. Figure it out. Everyone's got the path. Hell yeah. The path to the O. Oh, yeah. It's, sometimes it's a hard path. Yeah. But yeah, sometimes you can get there. it's rocky. And sometimes it's the, like the path of Frodo and Samwise. Uh, you got to stop <laughs> reading The Lord of the Rings for the how, how many times have you read it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we'll get to our uh, next uh, letter right now. This is, we mentioned uh, this guy's letter a little bit on uh, on the last episode uh he was uh, the guy that we uh had to that we told him you know you have to be a dick sometimes uh to your ex-girlfriend he gave both of us some very good advice uh but let's get to the rest of the letter now he says update bit thanks so much for your advice i confronted my bitch ex-girlfriend and she continued being a bitch but i think she got the message as she doesn't turn up to our quote-unquote round table that much anymore maybe once or twice a week and she feels pretty awkward on those days i can deal with that i just chill out with some other friends on those days so all in all the horde is not broken because i took your advice and got my guns up get your guns up get your guns up and by the way his friend group is called the horde which is adorable <laughs> we all we all have our own little like. I know. I was trying to remember what my lunch table's name was. I can't remember. Yeah, I had a group. We called ourselves the Highlanders. Uh, there can be only one though. <laughs> the Scottish Highlanders. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all got really obsessed with Scotland for a while. For I don't know why. Yeah, you know, we all have weird things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You and your friends all get. Yeah, we. Yeah, we, we yeah. acted like the oligarchy under Stalin. So it's fine. <laughs> But as far as group like friend group names go, the horde is pretty nice. It is. It's I a like good it. strong it's a good name. It's really good. It uh, inspires fear within your enemies. Yeah. So here's the question bit. He says, however, I have another problem. One of my close friends, I'll call her Miss L, but feel free to give her an alias. And Miss L's pretty good. Yeah, I like that because it's yeah. kind of mysterious. Unless it's like Miss Lady. <laughs> Says she's moving pretty far away, Stratford upon Avon to be exact. Ask Nikita, she'll probably know where this is. Hey, hey I know where Stratford upon Avon is. You don't is. fucking know where anything is, Marcus. I do too. It's where Shakespeare was. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure, sure. It's uh, around London. Uh, it's town. a dowdy part, is it? <laughs> it's around London town. <laughs> Because he says this is about two hours by car from where I live All in right. London. I know it's in London, London. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I am not old enough to even get a provisional. I'll miss Miss L greatly. We're very close and have known each other for about four years. I'm scared that our friendship will fizzle out with her so far away. So I was wondering if you guys had any tips on how to keep our friendship alive when she's so far away. I understand that communication is important, but I'm afraid that things will still fade away. All the best, Cave Dweller, last podcast on the lefter, Giancarlo K. Sprocket. Oh, yeah. It's such a good name. It's a great name. <laughs> um, so with Miss L... Number one question is, do you have feelings for her? Mm. Because I feel like in sending in this letter that whether you realize it or not, you obviously have a deep connection with her. Not that that means that you have, you know, that it's sexual, mm -hmm. but I think that there are a lot of shades of gray when it comes to, especially like if you're heterosexual, the like friendship between a man and a woman. Oh, yeah. Which would make this a lot more intense of a situation and you're writing in so it could be that mm -hmm. which is also something that maybe you should think about 
and evaluate and think about how you feel about her, which is always fun to do. <laughs> Isn't evaluating always so much <laughs> fucking fun? Um, not that it matters. I just feel like then it, it would it would determine how you're going to go about communicating with her uh, a lot better. Mm-hmm. You know, nowadays we've got FaceTime if you if you have the capability for it with Skyping and and it really does it helps with being far away from someone. It really does. Just being able to see someone changes distance altogether. I really feel like. And also another idea I had was I don't know what you guys would usually do together, but maybe if you guys had a project that you guys worked on together. Huh. And that's another way of communicating and still working with someone that I, whether it's videos or writing something or a blog or anything that you guys created together that forces you to talk all the time and not just about like, hey, how's it going? Mm-hmm. And it gives you something to talk about. It gives you something that you're both interested in. And it's like they're still there, even though they're far away. That's fucking great advice. Yeah, and the Skype thing really does help a hell of a whole lot. It does. Because uh, yeah, I've got uh, um, an extremely close friend that does live far away and I haven't seen in years and years. Our buddy Ragnar from Iceland. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen the guy in like three years. But like we talk on, uh, you know, we talk on Facebook all the time and messages and things like that. Uh, but I had something that I, uh, want, an idea I've been working on that I wanted to talk to him about the other day. Uh, but I, and I knew that it had to be done like face to face. And like we did Skype for like, the first time in like two years and it was like our friendship was like it was kind of like we had I guess I had sort of like forgotten how we were you know, right. when we hung out, you know, because the just messages, it's not the same. Like you still get some, you know, a, an inkling of, of the friendship. But when you're looking face to face with someone and talking with them, it's that keeps the friendship alive. Like it kind of fucking rejuvenated me and Ragnar's friendship, like how we talk to each other and how much we talk to each other. And then Skype. FaceTime, it's fucking great for keeping that shit going. And still, she's only two hours away. I did ask Nikita about <laughs> this. And there is a train that he could take. He could take a train up there. Like he doesn't oh, that's have to, awesome. He doesn't have to drive up there. He can take a train. But then over the summer, then you you guys always have something to look forward to, too. It's like plan a week in the summer where you're going to go up there. Or she's going to come down there. And you guys can figure it out. Just make sure... That you save for it. Yeah. Save to be able to go and see her. And if you're just going to see, like, a friend of yours, your parents will probably let you do it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they'll want to go with you. or But whatever it is, you can figure it out. And then you guys have something to look forward to together as well. And if you had a project that you're working on, then it gives you even more reason to be like, Mom, I have to go see her. We have yeah. to work on this. <laughs> we have to get this work done, Mom. So, I, and that's a, just another way to... You know, yeah. use what you're doing, man. Yeah. I think this one's pretty simple. Yeah. yeah. Just be, just, I, it's insane how much FaceTime and Skype has, has changed long distance relationships because it's, it's looking into someone's eyes. Yeah. That's what you miss. And it's insane how much it makes a difference. It's crazy. Well, yeah. Skype, train, project. Do it. There you go. We believe in you. The Horde! <laughs> Horde, unite! Yeah! <laughs> yeah.
Oh, no. That's Martin. what I, no. I When I think of a horde, that's what I imagine. A dr- of dragons? Is goblins. Dragon? Oh, goblins. Yeah. Is that what goblins sound like? To me. Okay. <laughs> we all have our own little goblins. We all, oh, there. man. Do we have our goblins? Yeah. Honk. Yeah, mine's more like a, ooh. <laughs> yeah. Like Holden McNeely for a Rundy <laughs> Yes, he's our goblin. He's without a doubt the most goblin-like person that we know. Yeah. Uh, but he's our goblin. And, and we love him sometimes. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next letter. What we uh, what are we going to call this guy? Ooh, how about Strong Bow? <laughs> <laughs> strong Bow Days. So let's just say Strongbow. Strongbow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, strongbow. just no, just one name. It's, yeah. He's like Cher. Yeah. <laughs> he says, Hey, I'm a high school student. I have depression, anxiety. Found out I have ADD. For the past two years, I was very nice to a girl who nobody cared about. She was one of the people who wanted attention and did that by constant harmful relationships and cutting herself. She seemed to get worse and worse. And whenever I tried to help, she made things worse for herself and disregarded what I would say. She developed feelings for me as I seemed like the only one who cared and became obsessive. This stress affected me horribly. I felt anxious constantly, extremely depressed, and began having panic attacks. She was depressed, had a terrible relationship with her parents, and I believe she was also bipolar. After terrible behavior, she was sent to a boarding school for troubled teens. Since then, I've been less depressed, not anxious at all, and my schoolwork has improved. But in April... She will turn 18 and will be coming back. I cannot handle it anymore. My friends agree with me that we can't deal with her anymore. I need to make sure I'm okay and my friends are okay. I thought and thought what I should do, but the only thing I can think of is telling her she needs to stay out of my life. But since she's suicidal and sensitive, I'm worried what she would do. There will be no winning in this, but I need your advice to create the best scenario. What the fuck do I do? Strongbow. This is a hard situation. I understand, especially dealing with someone that is that harms himself or you're worried about what your actions are going to do and what they're going, what kind of actions they will take because of it. But you have to take care of yourself. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's not even being a dick at this point. This is you have to take care of yourself and the people that you love. And now is the time. To do that. And you sound like such a good fucking dude. You do. You know, you do. You know, you, you took someone, there was someone at your school who no one cared about, uh, and you decided that you were going to be the person that was going to be there for them. Uh, and it, you know what? It may have just started off as, hey, I'm just going to be nice to this person. And she glommed on to you. And because you were the only one that gave her any attention, you became the center of her world. Uh, and it's been two years. There, She's been at boarding school. A lot can change in two years. Right. And she may not even come back the same person that she left as. Uh, she'll probably, you know, she'll still have problems and she'll still probably unsta- be unstable. But you're probably not the center of her world anymore. And you may not even have to be harsh with this. Uh, you may be able to just brush her off. Uh, and 
it could be that she's been waiting for two years to come back and waiting for two years uh, to be a part, a huge part of your life again. But the one thing that we don't know is like, have you stayed in contact with her this whole time? Like, have you, has she been writing you emails, letters? Uh, what's been your relationship for the last two years? Uh, and if you have stayed in contact with her, this entire time, and if you've stayed in close contact with her this entire time, that's going to make this very difficult. Right. Uh, but if you haven't, then it's going to make it a little easier um, because you can tell her, listen, our relation. I've realized over the last two years that our relationship was pretty toxic. Uh, it was very detrimental to my life and to my schoolwork. Uh, and I'm sorry, You, we couldn't, we can... It, it, you can go one of two ways. You can say, you know what, we can still stay in touch here and there, but we can't hang out all the time. We can't be good friends. Or you could also tell her, listen, we just can't hang out at all anymore, uh, which is the more drastic situation. Um, but it might be what you have to do. And you're worried about her being suicidal. Um, you can't because people like that, um, they use that as a weapon. That's exactly. Yeah, she's using that threat, and she hasn't even made the threat yet. So you don't know. You're just you're assuming a lot here. Uh, that's you got to remember. You are there's so much that you're assuming, uh, and you're assuming that she's going to use suicide as a weapon. You're assuming that she's going to say, "Well, if we can't hang out, then I'm just going to kill myself." Um. And that's very hard. People get stuck in that a lot. They get people in relationships get stuck in that. They get stuck with people saying, if you break up with me, I'm just going to kill myself. And if you don't hang out with me, then I'm just going to kill myself. And those are the worst possible relationships. Um, I don't know. What would, where do you think he, he, what, if she says that, or if it comes to that, what, what do you think he should do? It really depends on how much she's changed. I mean, the 16-year-old that you were talking about before she left, if she had said something like that, you probably could have called her bullshit mm-hmm. because she probably wasn't going to do it. It depends on where she came from. It depends on what her family is like. You know, it, it, it you know, we learned I feel like with talking with Justy where last episode that really opened up a lot my eyes a lot to especially the cutting situation. Um that that someone that does that to themselves, it is a cry for help. It is also an attention getter. And the way that you talk about this girl that y- you didn't mention impending trauma in her life. You didn't you didn't say like, oh, I understand that she was doing all this because of da 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 da. Which maybe you just didn't mention it. Maybe you didn't know. But if you got that close to someone, you would probably know what was going on. And it sounds like. She was, I think, using it as a weapon. And you can't be scared of that what if, mm-hmm. unfortunately. When it comes to your life, when it comes to your friends, when you get to, when you're dealing with someone that could be psychotic, that could do something that you, you know, she hasn't, but you don't know. Mm-hmm. And you have to take care of yourself first. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's the biggest thing. And a lot of times in situations like this, like you know the answer. 
Like when people ask these questions, it's, you know, the answer is easy. The execution is hard. Right. Because you know that you just have to tell this girl, you know, there's no tricks here. There's, you know, we can't give you any uh, quick fixes or cheat codes on this. Uh, you're just, it, it's, you're just going to have to do the hard thing. But if you haven't been in contact with her, according to the type of woman she at least sounds like, she probably moved on to somebody else when she was at school Mm -hmm. if she hasn't been talking to you. So I would say your best bet is that if you have not been in contact with her, when she comes back, pretend like you don't even fucking know her. Yeah. Don't give her the attention, but don't go out of your way to be like, who is it? You know, don't yeah. get it's it's all about <laughs> is attention. Right, now? right, exactly. Yeah. It's like it's all about the attention. If she is still hung up on you when she comes back and she sees you, I feel that going the way of pretending like nothing happened Mm -hmm. rather than I've been so nervous about you coming back because that's giving her what she wants. Mm -hmm. It's giving her the drama that she wants. And she, you got to take the drama out of it. If you haven't been talking to her. Yeah. And then it's not even a thing. Just don't just try to cut her out of your life. If she tries to get back into your life, that's a whole nother story too. Mm. And I would love to hear an update of what happens and if you're talking to her because I feel like we'd be able to dive into that more because there, you know, there's a lot of different kinds of crazy bitch that you deal with. Yeah. And, you know, and I even hesitate to call this girl a crazy bitch. I know. You I'm know? sorry. <laughs> I mean, she sounds like, you know, she sounds like a girl that, that, that needs help. She has help. problems. Yeah, I'm she's sorry. Got, Not yeah. a crazy bitch. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think there's definitely a difference between a girl who's got problems and, you know, a crazy bitch. You know, There are last... crazy bitches out there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we all know about them. Uh, but what, another thing you need to tell her is you need to try to convince her. You could, could also try to convince her to uh, to get help and tell her, listen, I am not your therapist. You know, friends, uh, people that are in close relationships, yes, you can help your friends out. Uh, and you should help your friends out. And you should listen to your friends' problems when they have a problem. Uh, but you cannot be their therapist. You cannot be the person that figures things out for them. Or not figures things out for them, but helps them figure things out. Uh, you can't be responsible for them. You can, You should. No person should be responsible for another person's mental illness you know or another person's problems like I said again and again that is your own responsibility that is that her mental health and what's going on in her life that is her responsibility it is not yours and it never should be yours uh, so you have to convince her to take responsibility for her own fucking actions and for her own uh, mental well-being uh, and just tell her like listen I, I can't do this for you anymore and this isn't this isn't going to be help. This isn't going to help you, uh, and it's only hurting me. I wish good luck to you. Best of luck, man. Please let us know. I really want to know what happens. Yeah, me too. This uh, this is definitely one that merits uh, a follow up. Um, so yeah, she's she's coming back in April. So uh, there's a little bit of time before uh, before she uh, shows back up in your life. But maybe um, she won't even show back up in your life. I feel like also don't. Be terrified mm-hmm. until this happens, you know, especially because it does as someone that I have frequent panic attacks because then you don't sleep and then it affects you. Mm-hmm. Let us know 
what kind of communication you've been having with her, what your relationship stands is now, but try to not let it affect you. Yeah. Which is, I understand. It's like fucking, <laughs> it's like saying don't drink water and don't eat every day. <laughs> but it, it's something that you need to consciously do. Write it out. Write how you're feeling about it out. Mm-hmm. Try to not let it completely impede your thoughts. And it can, you know what, man? It's a whole fucking ramp up. Because uh, you can, if you start dreading that eventual confrontation with that person or that just eventual meeting, like it will seep into the rest of your life. Like it'll keep seeping further and further and further back until it takes over everything in your life and you're constantly miserable and depressed for prob- for what could very well possibly not even happen. Right. You know, it's like, it's just preparing yourself for, for failure and preparing yourself for conflict. Uh, just go into it, remembering that you're not going to know what happens, prepare yourself for what could happen. Uh, but obsessing about, uh, all of the worst possible scenarios is only going to make you depressed and is not going to do anybody any good. Worry is the most useless of all the emotions. Truly so. And Coming just, from two horrible worriers. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like every time I'm worried when I call my mother, I hear that about 5 times on the phone. <laughs> Worry is the most useless emotion. And you know what? I repeat it to myself. I try. Mhm. Again, like even in in talking to you now, it's like I I understand that it's a hard it's a big tall glass of water that we're asking you to do. Mm. Just hang in there. Be confident. Don't lose your sense of self either to this woman because that's what she wants. Mm -hmm. That's all she wants. Be strong. Let us know. Strong bow. He is (laughs) our strong bow. If any of you out there uh, have any questions or if you want to weigh in on anything we've talked about today, email us at cavecomedyradio at uh, Gmail. Dot com. You can also find us on Facebook. Both of us. We're both pretty easy to Hell find. Hell yeah. Please hit us up. Yeah, we are down to talk. Yeah, we're always down to talk. So yeah. Uh, yeah, stay tuned uh, for next week for another sex and other human activities. Hell yeah. Thanks so much. Talk to you next week. Bye.